here with us today on everyday practices to create an abundant life <clears throat> and with over 700 speaking engagements and over 1300 media appearances Susan Shumsky is a doctor of divinity she teaches us how to find our stillness and divine inner voice of guidance Dr. Susan's teachings also include a combination of meditation, prayer, affirmation, and energy healing. For two decades, she resided in an ashram in remote places of the Himalayas and the Swiss Alps, where she studied new thought and metaphysics with an enlightened spiritual master Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. This yogi was also a guru for the Beatles and Deepak Chopra. Uh, spiritualist Dr. Susan served on a Maharishi's personal staff for six years. <clears throat> Discover the inspiring audiobooks, videos, artwork, seminars, tours, retreats, and cruises with Dr. Susan Shumsky, which will also enhance your intuitive and spiritual development on Susan Shumsky's website, uh, www.drsusan.org and or divinetravels.com. Dr. Susan Shumsky is the best-selling author of 19 books published by Simon & Schuster, Random House, New Page, Red Wheel, Riser, and Hampton Roads. Her book titles include Miracle Prayer, Divine Revelation, Exploring Meditation, Exploring Auras, Exploring Chakras, <laughs> Ascension, Instant Healing, the power of auras <laughs> the book of chakras awaken your third eye awaken your divine intuition color your chakras maharashi and me third eye meditations earth energy meditations prosperity meditations and maharashi and me and the inner light and when uh, her favorite quotes are all that we are is the result of what we have thought by the buddha and from her book her newest release 
at this excerpt. Wouldn't the world be a better place if spiritual people who aspire to do good had access to limitless wealth by Dr. Susan Shumsky and the greatest Jesus Christ, ask and it shall be given to you. Would you like to create an abundant life and learn more about the daily practice of prosperity meditations, prosperity meditations, everyday practices to create an abundant life? Joining us here today to share a preview, <clears throat> Dr. Susan Shumsky's newest book for January 2022 publication will do just that. And here with us today to discuss everyday practices and to create an abundant life, Susan Shumsky. Hello. Oh, hi. And how are you doing? Wonderful, how are you? Great, great. Now, I know you since uh, from Twitter. Um, this is my first time actually getting to talk to you like this one on one heart to heart conversation. And I am so honored. Uh, and on Twitter, I remember your teleseminars. And every Saturday, how you have them. Can you kind of enlighten the audience about uh, what you offer. This is a free service and that you've been doing for like almost a decade now, your teleseminars. Uh, well, I do prayer circles every Saturday. That's what I do on Saturdays. Uh, it's at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, so, yeah, I have these what you call prayer circles where you can have a prayer request and I will pray for you and it's free. Yes, that's amazing. And I, I remember this before the iPhones and all this easy access to that we have today and how it was back then to try and connect. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. um, also, you know, this book, I, I'm so like, it's, it's, it's like so much in here you have managed to integrate um the hindi aspect of it the mantras the um you know the buddhist uh, way of life um the even some jewish prayers in here and it's just so amazing it's such uh so much in this book it's hard to explain but um i have here prosperous prosperous physical health from chapter 11 that i want to uh, just kind of lightly touch on man sacrifices his health in order to make money then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health by the Dalai Lama. And this is so true because I just found myself amongst amongst all this pestilence of, you know, these bioweapons that's going on with the flu and everything. And, and I'm like, wow, you know, we do this for the money to go and, you know, be amongst people who, who will give us something. And in return, hopefully we can make an income. But we're risking every time that we go out there, even including these lockdowns, and here we are doing our work. And um, so yes, it, it, it kind of amazes me how we risk our health and how our happiness 
is is so closely is tied and linked to our health and our wealth is in our health and when we're we're healthy we're happy and and so when we're happy and healthy then we can start thinking about relationships and love and uh, engagements with others and, and forming these kind of um, you know relationships that you have all in this book it's it's really amazing dr shumsky <laughs> <laughs> well thank you and i think the book is it covers many many different areas of life how to be prosperous and abundant in all areas of life not just money but also health happiness relationships even even world issues world peace all of that is tied into prosperity or living an abundant life, shall we say. Yes, and I remember what you taught me and you, I put it into practice and it really made a big difference in my life is you taught me, this was way back seven years ago that I put into practice right up until today, I'm still practicing it. Okay, so you don't have all the billions, but what if you did have all the money in the world? What would you be doing? Do it anyways. Right. <laughs> right. that. Exactly. And so each step of the way, and then I get more in, uh, the, on my every step that I take forward, I'm enlightened some more about what to do next. And like you're saying, money is a tool. And without the driver, uh, what good is it, right? Exactly. Uh, money is, you know, there's a, it's like a big point. Uh, it's, it's like people get all tied up and twisted in a knot over money. Uh, but money, and, and people also think that money is evil, that money is bad, that money is not spiritual. All these ideas about money, really erroneous ideas about money. Reality is money is nothing more than a tool to exchange goods and services. That's really all it is. There's, no, there's nothing evil or not evil or, you know, it's, it's neutral, really. Money is just a, a tool that we use in order to operate in the world. Uh, if we have more money, then we have more ability to operate in the world more efficiently. So obviously, if spiritual people would have more money if spiritual people who want to do good would have more money then more good would come into the world so it's not a good idea for spiritual people to think that they should be poor because it's not going to help them to be effective in the world we want spiritual people to have great wealth so that they can be most effective in the world so now, even though I have put it into practice, and I'm thinking now backwards a little bit. So you are the driver, and let's say there's no money there. So you keep driving anyway. So this is what I've been doing. I'm, I've been driving without the money. <laughs> but this is, my thing is, is I don't really know how to make the money, but I just keep going. <laughs> That's right. You just keep going, yeah. Keep following your purpose, following your mission. <clears throat> do what you were meant to do, do the thing that you're sent on earth to do, uh, follow your heart's desire and fulfill your heart's desire. 
that's right. That's I, I truly believe in that. And now I also noticed that you were with William Shatner's Weird or What? And something to do about uh, near life death experiences. You were on this TV show and with William Shatner and you gave your idea that you believe in reincarnation, but you also believe in resurrection. I believe that you do. And so you believe in all these things and you integrate them all together into, into a whole individual. And, and I find that fascinating because not too many people can, can put all this together and make it work for them. And so you have also done this in your book, but also describe that. Uh, I would like to know about, let people know about whatever talents they have, when they become awakened to them, they don't have to learn or relearn, they just have to become awakened to them from previous lives. And, and then they just, you know, grow resonance to it, like that piano the guy was playing. I find that my heart resonates completely with the piano. And yet I would love to have one. It's just that I know that somewhere in my past life that I might've been some kind of playing the piano too. So can you a little bit expand on that uh, past life and how we hold it? Is it in our RNA that we hold this memory or is it where does this memory come from? Well, uh I do believe in reincarnation, and I believe that a lot of things make a lot of sense when you believe in reincarnation, including child prodigies, including the idea of certain people having seemingly innate talents. Uh, the talents don't just come or spring from nowhere. In fact, they spring from past lives. Whatever it is that we learned in a past life, it does it is retained in our mental body. It's not retained in the physical form because obviously the physical form drops off each time a person dies. So, but what is what remains, what is immortal is our mental body, uh, the mental body, meaning a subtle body that contains all of our past life memories. Now we're usually not conscious of past life memories, although some people do remember their past lives. But from the vast majority of people, they don't have any recollection of their past lives. However, they somehow subconsciously, unconsciously, because it is stored in our mental body, in this subtle body, those past life abilities, such as perhaps being great at playing the piano, will spring forth often in, in this lifetime and we will have these seemingly automatic uh, abilities. And in fact, they're not automatic. We learn them in, in past lives. Now, is that on a cellular uh, DNA level? Or is it like, I believe that it comes from the heart more than anything because you're feeling it, right? So uh, I don't know about the- Okay, well, you're speaking in terms of physicality. It's not in our physical body. It's in our subtle body. We have this gross physical body. And in India, they call it the Anamaya Kosha. That is the physical body, which is, they call it Anamaya Kosha, meaning food sheath, which is made of food, sustained by food, and becomes food for something else after we're gone. So that is the physical body. But we also have uh, several other sheaths. We have the Pranamaya Kosha, which is our vital energy sheath. We have the Manamaya Kosha, which is your mental 
emotional body. We have the Vijnanamaya Kosha, which is your intellect and ego body. And we have the Anandamaya Kosha, which is your causal body. Now in your Manamaya Kosha, which is your mental emotional body, that's where these past live memories are kept. That's where our, uh, what we call Sanchit karma or the past, everything that's happened to us in the past gets stored there. So it is not in our physical body whatsoever. You're trying to uh, limit it to RNA, DNA, heart, mind, whatever, brain. It's not in the physical body, period. It's in our subtle body. And uh, on that, so would you describe uh, that miracles come from that place? Miracles come from our spiritual self, not from our mental self. Okay. Miracles come from the fact that we are connected to spirit with a capital S. We're connected to God. So what we call miracles really should be everyday happenings. In fact, if we are connected to spirit, then seeming miracles happen on a daily basis. And in fact, if we would really look at our life, miracles are happening all the time in every moment from the moment we arise to the moment we go to bed every day we are in this miraculous world if we look around us there's beauty everywhere there is the sun shining and uh, and being absorbed by plants and and the oxygen coming from plants and it's all a beautiful cycle of the world that is so miraculous when we really look at the world. Uh, really, scientists probably have the best view of the miraculous world because they understand more about how it works. Now, you also described some in your book about uh, health and how you can do some meditations with um, water. And I'd, I'd like to know, in your opinion, does water hold memory as well? Uh, yes, water holds memory. Uh, I, I touched upon a few minutes ago, I touched upon the pranamaya kosha. Pranamaya kosha is our subtle life force energy body. And it's made of something called prana. Prana is life itself. It's life force energy. It's called prana in India, but it's called chi in China and it's called ki in Japan. And that life force energy is what is giving us life. It gives us motion. It gives us heat. It keeps us alive. In the ancient scriptures of India, it is said that when prana is in the body, that is what is defined as life. And when prana leaves the body, that is what is defined as death. So prana is in several things around us. It's in the air that we breathe. It's in water the water that we drink, the water that we bathe in, the water that we swim in. It is in food. When the food is chewed uh, until it becomes liquid, prana is in that food. Uh, and prana is also in the mind. So the mental activity is also prana. So prana is what gives us life. And yes, water is one of the things that contains prana. And so when we drink water, when we swim in water, when we bathe in water, we are imbibing prana or life force energy. 
Now, is this anything to do with what manifestation or alchemy is about as well? Is this how we, we learn about alchemy uh, from one to the other, like you're saying, a fruit and we chew on it till it becomes liquid form <laughs> and, and then we pick up the prana from that. I'm just referring to one excerpt from your book. Um, is that anything to do with alchemy and manifestation? Well, alchemy is simply just means changing from one state to another. So yeah, that that's has to do with alchemy. But manifestation is something that happens when we conceive of something in our mind, and then we make it happen. Uh, and in fact, we're doing that moment by moment, every day, every day, we are creating uh, there's a quote that you said earlier when you introduced me. There's a quote from Buddha that says, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. So all that we are, everything that happens to us is a result of, first of all, it's a thought. It's a thought made manifest on earth. So we are continually creating our destiny moment by moment, day by day, with every thought we think, with every word we speak and every deed that we do, we are creating our reality moment by moment through every thought, word and deed. And so we're creating our own destiny. We are creating our own future ourselves. In fact, nothing ever happens to us. We only happen to ourselves. So we are the creator. In fact, we, you know, we're the actor in the play, but we also write the script. We're the director, we're the actor, we're everything. I so believe in that. Yes, absolutely. And that is the electrical part of it, but we have to also feel it so that we can bring it to us, the magnetism aspect of it, right? Uh, yes, it is through, uh, often if you want to create something in your life, it's important not only to imagine it, but also to feel what, how it feels to be in that manifestation, whatever it is, the manifestation we're trying to create. That is another aspect of alchemy, mental alchemy, or creating our destiny. Can you describe, though, when we actually feel something, but we can't make any sense of it, <clears throat> and it actually overwhelms us? to kind of make sense of it, but we're feeling the connection of another person and we're really feeling it so much on the ethereal level, on a soulful level, and yet it doesn't make any sense and we become overwhelmed by it. And then our thoughts just kind of deteriorate the whole aspect of it happening. I don't know, but can you kind of help me with that? Well, we have connections with people from past lives and often when we meet somebody, we immediately recognize them. We don't know why, because we don't remember the past life. But in fact, we've had a long history with this person from past lives. So, so that's why people have like love at first sight or they have an instant connection with someone. And it really makes sense when you believe in reincarnation, because obviously we are traveling down this road of life with people that we have been with from past lives. We are born into a family and those family members are people that we have traveled with throughout the ages for many lifetimes. 
It's mind blowing. And with your book's agenda on how to bring about meditation together with intention, visualization, affirmation, mantra, and goal setting practices, what kind of activity can make us wealthy to engage with for extraordinary results? Well, yeah, the book Prosperity Meditations that we're talking about today has a lot of different exercises and ways that you can manifest the things that you wish to manifest in your life. And one of the practices that I do recommend is vision boards or vision scrapbooks where you rifle through magazines or you look on the internet and find images of things that you want to manifest. And then you either paste them onto a board onto a, a cardboard or you actually make a scrapbook with each page in the scrapbook designating a different thing you want to manifest for example one page might be about health another page about relationships another page about money another page about the home you want to live in and so on so um looking through the magazines or finding on the internet these images and then pasting them and then writing some affirmations on the page or cutting out some phrases from magazines or words from magazines that are, will inspire you. You can also place a picture of your higher power, whatever you believe in, onto the top of the page and maybe make draw some rays coming from the top from the your higher power onto the thing you want to manifest. Um, you know, you could use, for example, magic marker, golden or some color that seems to represent spirituality or green representing money, so on. So you just they're, they're like artistic creations. And then when you look at them on a daily basis and you say the affirmations that are on that vision board or vision scrapbook, that helps to keep the focus in your mind really all it's doing is helping you to focus on the thing you want to manifest. And so it helps you to create that in your life. Wow. Um, so what is the difference between uh, mantra and or an affirmation? Because I know you describe everything in this book. Right. Uh, so yeah, and once again, Prosperity Meditations is the book and uh, a mantra is a Sanskrit word or a group of words. It can, can be, uh, often it's an invocation of a deity really is what it is. But uh, affirmations really are the same as mantras. Uh, affirmations are phrases, words or phrases to help you to manifest the thing that's in your heart manifest your heart's desire or to give you an instant lift or instant healing. So for example, you might say an affirmation such as, um, I am filled with divine light, divine love, and divine power, or I am happy, I'm healthy, I am joyous, I am fulfilled. So these kind of I am statements will give you an instant lift will make you feel better uh, transform you instantly and help you to uh, change in whatever way you want to change 
So affirmations are so powerful and mantras are just traditional words and phrases in Sanskrit that uh, have a similar effect. So how is prayer any different from affirmations? Prayer is no different from affirmations. Uh, prayers are just longer than affirmations, uh, usually. Uh, prayers, uh, if you are successful with prayers, it's because you are using prayers that are like affirmations that affirm the truth, that speak the truth, and thereby transform your attitude and in turn transform your life. Uh, for example, the I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it properly, the Kadusha decree of prayer and is something that was practiced in your family since childhood, that must probably have a lot of impact and more power to it from many lineages, from traditions, than just affirmation that you kind of just use for yourself, that you just made up uh, about a week ago or something like that. Does it make a difference? Well, obviously, prayers that have been prayed, you know, like the Lord's Prayer or the one that you just mentioned, which is, which is holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with its glory. That kind of prayer that has been practiced for millennia has a lot of power to it. But also the affirmations that you speak, really, it depends on your intention. If you put more heart and energy into an affirmation, then it has more power. So what I'm getting at here is we're dealing with this thing called will. This is the prana. This is the force. This is what makes us when it comes to soul and spirit combining together. And uh, as in the Hindu culture as well, the belief system, it can be broken into the five, uh, <clears throat> like you're saying, as well as um, now where, where, where I'm getting at with this higher self, who is higher self and what wills it into being? The higher self in India, they call it Atman. It is our true divine nature. It's who we really are because we are not the ego. We are not the intellect. We mistakenly believe that we are the ego. We mistakenly think that we are this small thing that thoughts are running through. We might even identify ourselves as our thoughts, but that's not who we really are. Who we really are is beyond this physical realm. Who we really are is a magnificent divine being with tremendous power that is creating our destiny moment by moment through our thoughts, through our words, through our deeds. So we are beyond thoughts, words, and deeds. We are the infinite, absolute bliss consciousness, which is in India, they call it Atman. In the West, we might call it our higher self. And it is perfect in every way. Uh, it has no flaws. It has no foibles. It is 
connected to spirit with a capital S. It is one with spirit. It is God within us. It's our true divine nature. Is that also our oversoul or just a sliver of it? Or <laughs> um, is our oversoul? I don't know what that word means. However, okay. uh, you could call it the oversoul if you wish. Mm, all right. And who is God and how is this role relevant to model as a divine banker? <laughs> so God is that which underlies and gives rise to the universe. It is the creator of all that is. It is the source of everything. It is the substance out of which everything is made. Therefore, you might call it the divine banker because it is the source of everything. So if we attune ourselves to God, to that source, then we have at our command the source of all and therefore unlimited prosperity, unlimited abundance, unlimited everything. So does purpose create the path or a divine plan? or the divine plan? Purpose means that which we came on earth to do. It is our mission. It is the heart's desire that we came on earth to fulfill. Everyone has a purpose. We, are, we were not thrown onto this earth arbitrarily. Every one of us is a mighty divine spiritual being and we have something to do on this planet. So one way to get in touch with what that purpose and mission is, is to remember what it, what it was that we always wanted to do as a child, for example, our heartfelt desires. Uh, perhaps you know, we, as a child, had dreamed that we would help people in need, maybe that we would uh, help the ill, help those who are weak. So in that heartfelt desire, then we grow up and we become a nurse or a doctor or a social worker or uh, somebody who uh, is a chaplain, for example. So we follow that heart's desire and that is our purpose, that's our mission. And every one of us has one. So in my book, Prosperity Meditations, I uh, have several exercises to help you to discover your true purpose and also to manifest it. Make it happen on the earth plane. Amazing. So you came from a family background where I believe your father was a surgeon. Now, what prompted you to find your purpose and, and how did you go about actually becoming who you are today? Uh, was it your family? Did it have anything to do with your father or mother? Well, I suppose everything has to do with our father and mother. My father was a very charitable person. He never once sent out a medical bill his entire time he practiced medicine. Uh, he just assumed that if people 
could afford to pay for his services that they would pay. It was a different era, you have to understand. This was the first part of the 20th century. It's not like that anymore. Today, it's all about insurance and it's all about control. I don't even want to get into what the health, what it is with the health uh, services today. But when my dad was practicing medicine, he practiced it from the heart. He did it as a service to people. It was his mission. It was his soul calling. Uh, I'm not saying that it isn't true for doctors today. It still is true for doctors today, especially during the pandemic where they are so many demands are made upon them to have to deal with environments that are not only dangerous, but also crowded and very difficult to, to deal with. So fulfilling your purpose in the medical field at this point is very challenging. But uh, as my role model, certainly my father was a fantastic role model for having a charitable way of living in the world and for doing good for other people. And I've dedicated my life to helping people take command of their own lives in very positive, practical ways through the books that I write and workshops that I teach, where I help people to be self-empowered. I help people to manifest their own true destiny and purpose. And this book, Prosperity Meditations, is a great example of of my service to help people to better themselves, to fulfill their destiny, to manifest that which they came on earth to do, to live a truly abundant life. So you're leaving a great legacy behind. This is amazing what you put together. And you know, Maharishi, is is he also uh, like more like an ascended master in today's world? Would he be considered like a Babaji? And did you also get to meet Babaji? I've met Babaji several times because wow. he has appeared to me several times. Maharishi is a spiritual teacher He's a spiritual guru from India. He's not an ascended master. Oh, okay, okay. Um, he's still around. Is he like he's still alive? Or no, he he passed over in two thousand and eight. Okay, wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I truly believe in in ascended masters, by the way, and one of them being Jesus Christ. And also, um, I forget that now in your book you've mentioned. Uh, um what's his name the purple light uh, uh saint germain yes saint germain i believe that too in him and also um yes uh can you can you please expand more on saint germain uh saint germain was a very interesting character who appeared in the 1700s and was in the royal courts of europe and he uh, supposedly gave some women of the court certain powders that helped them to maintain their youth and to uh, be maintain their beauty for decades and decades longer than normally they would have. He's an and alchemist. He, 
yeah, he was an alchemist and he was uh, also, he had uh, a tremendous wealth. Uh, he had diamonds on his buckles and on his shoes. And <laughs> yeah, and he was one of the first ones to create high heel shoes because he was short, right? He was the one of the very first ones to wear high heel shoes. Actually, I didn't know that, but that's an interesting little fact that you just, you just enlightened me about. Um, he, uh, anyway, he, he was a teacher, he was a yogi, he would often be in meditation, he would uh, fast, uh, you know, this, these were things that they didn't really know about in Europe back then, but he, uh, he is an ascended master, and in fact, he also was essential in the founding of the United States, and he had a role in inspiring the people who signed the the uh, Declaration of Independence, and he is an ascended being. Uh, many people use call upon him. Uh, they call upon the violet flame, the violet fire of Saint Germain, which is a purifying flame, which helps people to release negative energies and to be filled with ascension energies which are very very subtle very powerful and uh he's an immortal being so you can call upon saint germain and he can help you with all kinds of things and in fact in my book prosperity meditations there are some violet fire violet flame affirmations and prayers yes i noticed that and also, what is the law of increase and where did this idea come from? Well, you could say it came from Jesus or it came from the sages of the ages. The law of increase just basically states that if you increase others, you will manifest increase for yourself. In other words, if you make people feel good, you make people feel valued and important that will increase you as well so the law of increase uh, to use the law of increase you whenever you encounter someone you increase them you make them feel better <laughs> uh, it's really sort of the law of cause and effect you know as you sow so shall you reap if you if you're making other people feel good about themselves then you're feeling good about yourself and you're increasing good in every encounter i also like this this one particular meditation brought me back to one of the buddhist i don't know tibetan i don't know i just remember i remembered maybe it's a dragon uh, practice dragon breathing where you breathe from one nostril and then the other you exhale it's it's i guess a hindu or something buddhist practice but i kept thinking somewhere i read it was to do with dragon yoga breathing and you have it in page 134 breath of abundant life and uh can you explain this a little bit more that when you breathe from one side of your nose what it does and it exhale from the other with this exactly right so breath of abundant life i called it it's really an ancient pranayama or breathing exercise practice from India. And what you do is you close your right nostril with your right thumb and you exhale, exhale fully and completely through your left nostril 
contracting your belly and chest at the same time. And then you inhale fully and completely through your left nostril while expanding your belly and chest. And then close your left nostril with the middle and ring fingers of your right hand and immediately exhale fully and completely through your right nostril. And um, then inhale fully and completely through your right nostril, expanding your belly and chest. And um, immediately close your right nostril with your right thumb again and repeat the process. So in other words, you're, it's a exhale, inhale through one nostril, close that nostril, exhale, inhale through the other nostril, close that nostril. It's called alternate breathing exercise in India. And what that does is it balances and harmonizes your entire physiology. It gives harmony to your autonomic nervous system is what it does. Wow. That is so amazing. And you know, Dr. Shumsky, um, is it possible that you can take us through a sample of chapters 15, The Perfect Mate and Companion? what it would be like to allow for that prosperous life partner in? Um, yeah, I talk about prosperous relationships as well in this book. So you can draw in an abundance of love into your life through practicing some of these affirmations, prayers, and visualizations that are in the book, Prosperity Meditations. And one of those is to help you draw into your life your perfect soul partner. Uh, you can also use vision boards to help you to do that. I remember one time, it was in the 1980s, and I had created a vision scrapbook. And one of the pages in my vision scrapbook, what I did was cut out a picture of a man that was attractive from GQ magazine. <laughs> I saw a picture of an attractive man and I cut out his picture and I stuck it on the page of my relationship page in my vision scrapbook. And then I wrote some affirmations on the page like um, my perfect mate is coming to me and, and so on. Uh, or my perfect mate is here now whatever I, I wrote some affirmations on the page i had a picture of a divine being on the top of the page and i i, I painted some rays coming down from the divine being <clears throat> and so i had a page in my scrapbook and i would look at that scrapbook on a daily basis and i'd say the affirmations and then after a while i put the scrapbook away and forgot about it then years later, I was going through my things and I found the scrapbook and I opened it up and I was gasped. I was so amazed because the picture of the guy on that page looked, he was the spitting image of a man that I had had a relationship with for a couple of years. And I was <laughs> so amazed that I had manifested through this vision scrapbook, I'd manifested this exact or, you know, somebody that looked like this person. So uh, most of these uh, affirmations are in the willful, uh, I am, uh, that yes, that purple um, light that you're talking about, the I am presence, uh, willing things to happen. 
Now, how do you do this without kind of uh, forcing your will on, you know, when it comes to this? And, and how do you do it to allow that perfect mate in? Um, for instance, if you are of the same sex uh, and that you prefer uh, the same sex, and how do you allow that to come in without putting it through a, a, a straw, kind of bringing it through in that way, like more limited? How do you actually do that, bring in that partner. Yeah, Reverend Maria, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's important that whenever we pray or we use affirmations that we don't step on other people's will. Right. It's important that we give people free will and that we are manifesting from the from that divine source from which all manifestation comes. So rather than stating somebody's name in your affirmation, you are being open to receive your good through whatever means spirit is going to bring that to you. So in other words, you're not saying, um, I am married to John Smith. You're saying, I am married to my perfect divine companion who is perfect for me in every way, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally and who brings, who has compatible likes, likes interests, appetites, di desires, and purpose. In other words, you're defining the person who you're bringing into your life, but you're not stating the name of the person. So it's not through that narrow straw perspective, right? the infinite possibilities and probabilities uh, on a quantum level that do exist on many, many different uh, realities that we right. bring in just by our raising our frequency obviously we have to be on the same level but is there a difference between a soulmate and a twin flame well people believe that a twin flame is like the other half of you in other words it's somebody that completes you uh, and a soulmate people usually define that as somebody that you have been with as a friend, companion, or a uh, family member uh, throughout many, many, many lifetimes. So you would have many different soulmates, but you would have only one twin flame. Hmm. But is that a, a bad thing to, to be with a soulmate? Does that mean that you have some karmic unfinished business if you do engage with them? Well, just about everybody in your life you have karmic unfinished business with or they wouldn't be in your life. Okay. Is there like something that we can sample a kind of meditation that you would like to kind of maybe take us uh, into? Um... Sure, let's take one from the book. Okay. Uh, okay, let's do, um... <coughs> let's do an affirmation, abundant life affirmation. I am come that I might have life and that I might have it more abundantly. I am the resurrection and the life. I continually bathe in the limitless fountainhead of God's life-giving, vitalizing energy. I am the eternal life that God is. I bless my body and I love every cell. Thank you, God, and so it is. So it is. Wow. That was from the chapter Unlimited Health. 
Yes, yes, I kind of need this right now, right? Because you have to be healthy, the most important thing. Otherwise, when you're when you're healthy, you're happy. When you're happy, Ooh. you're healthy, your wealth is in your health. And then you can start looking for relationships or rather be open to them, right? <laughs> right. And now I'll say another affirmation. It's called unlimited optimism. And it's from my chapter, Prosperous Mental Health. And this is something we all need right now with the pandemic, which has really deteriorated our mental health throughout the last couple of years. So here's one called Unlimited Optimism. My life is filled with light. My life is filled with joy. I am a radiant light being. I am happy and fulfilled. I give gratitude and thanksgiving for all the blessings I receive daily. I always see the bright side of life. I see miracles in every moment. I see the best in everything and everyone. I see the universe as a benevolent place. I am safe and secure. I always look for positive solutions. My mind is an infinite wellspring of creativity. The answer to everything is within me. I am at peace. Thank you, God. And so it is. Oh, absolutely amazing. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Oh, it's so good. It's very empowering. It is. All of these things in this book are very, very empowering prosperity meditations so, is the book <laughs> yes um i don't know if there's yes are you planning on making uh, an audio book uh, an audio version of this book as well because i know you have a few audio books i do have audio books i'm assuming that the publisher is uh, going to do a audio version but i can't guarantee it because it's not yet on the uh, Amazon website, so I don't know. You know, I just really love, you have some of these mantras here. I don't know, just out of nowhere, just Tamadev Vashikaran mantra. Uh, what was this? Just kind of um, out of nowhere. Okay, so I can, I can read this. Deva Vidmahe Yes. Vidmahe. All of a sudden it, I just blanked on it. Om, na, uh, om namo bhagavate kam devai shrim right. sarvajan brigaya sarvajan samohanaya i jival jival prajval prajval han han vad vad tap tap samohe samohe sajanan ne you know what, Shreem? Shreem, that's one of my budgie's names. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's yeah. why I said, oh, Shreem, right? Shreem's in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Bhagavate, come, Deva, Shreem, Sarv, John, Pride. Well, forget it. I can't. I'm not that good at it. But in the in the book, yes. what I do is I uh, is uh, I provide these mantras that you can 
they say, and you can also say them in English, for example. So yeah. for example, Kamdev Gayatri Mantra, which is... Uh, to boost self-love and self-confidence. So that one, for example, the translation, I meditate on Kamadevai. So you don't have to say it in Sanskrit. You can just say, I meditate on Kamadeva, master of the senses who wields arrows of flowers. May that Ananga grant me higher intellect and illuminate my mind. So not only do I provide the Sanskrit, but also the English. So you can say it in English. You don't have to try and say it in Sanskrit and kind of mess it up. And you light a candle. One particular and you one goes like this. Kling, kamadevaya vidmahe, pushpabanaya dhimihi, tano ananga prachodayat. Oh, wow. Yes. I kind of remember hearing this in music, you know, on YouTube, where I play these mantras because I'm so much into it. You know, yeah. the puja lighting that. And yes, I've been to a few, a few places like this. And yeah, I was so, it's so helpful because I believe it's tied into many lineages. And now, yeah, and, it, and, and also in the book, Prosperity Meditations, not only do I provide the English translations, I also tell you where to find it on the internet so that you can hear the proper pronunciation. So for example, the one that I just chanted, Yes. Uh, it tells you where to find it on the Kamdev, uh, on, on the Rajashri Soul YouTube channel. And so it's spelled out there exactly where you can find it on the internet. So you can listen to it on a YouTube channel. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just so, so much here. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, folks, if you want any more of this, just Google uh, uh, Suzanne Sumsky, S-U-S-A-N-S-H-U-M-S-K-Y, uh, and you will find everything about her, Dr. Susan Shumsky and Dr. Susan.org. She's also on Facebook, on Twitter. I will post everything down below on, on the radio station. And, you know, with your approval, maybe I can even post this on a YouTube channel as well, like what we have going. <laughs> if that's okay with you at some point in time. Uh, sure. Yeah. You, of course. Okay. You can post it on YouTube. And, this is this is for the radio station right now and uh, so what i'm getting at is that i'm going to have all the links down below, so that you can see how to connect and reach out to Dr Susan Shumsky a spiritualist and also uh, to buy any of her books it just it's online everywhere just you know I, I believe so you can directly even Google some of her books right it's online. Good yes, of course. yes, mm -hmm. all these other places, Amazon and <laughs> everywhere. Oh, wow, it's been such a pleasure and it's such an honor uh, to have you on here, Dr. Susan Shumsky. And well, as I'm, I'm yes. very honored to be with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Is there anything in closing that you would like for us to to take with us to to know? Well, you have complete control out of your own life. There's no one else that is creating your life for you. 
you're creating it for yourself. So you have the power within you to manifest your heart's desires, to manifest whatever it is you wish to manifest in your life. So allow yourself to be that powerful divine spiritual being that you already are. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't cut yourself short. Manifest that which is truly uh, that which you truly desire to manifest and live your best life live the life worth living the life divine thank you so very much dr susan shumsky oh thank you thank you reverend maria thanks so much for inviting me <laughs>